0: the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the wall.
3: Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries, great to be with you on this Tuesday. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today, and I'm going to share a video with everyone in just a little bit, but before we get going, I want to give opportunity for people to join us on the air. I think today is going to be a very important broadcast. I don't think it's just, you know, hey, it's Tuesday, let's go back on the air kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> I believe the things that will be spoken today will be prophetic. Prophetic. Uh, many of you have been looking for, you know, what, what, what is the word of the Lord? What is that is going on in our world today? And most of us know a lot because we don't really need a prophet to tell us, uh, but I've enjoyed, I've invited these two men behind me here. I like these guys. Um, I, I've invited Brother um, Jeremiah and Brother Ezekiel, and uh, <clears throat> these guys are all related. So I thought I'd invite the prophets out of the air today and uh, let them share out of their heart what Uh, They would say to the world today, uh, particularly to Israel today and to the United States of America today, predominantly because we being a Judeo-Christian nation and Israel being a nation that really should know better um, than doing some of the things that they're doing. So uh, there is a word from the Lord. There are actually two, and I want to share those words with you, and I want to be very delicate with them, and I want to treat them with respect, and I want to show caution uh, while presenting those words. Uh, just right off the bat, a couple of little news briefs here, a little information for our ministry. If you want to listen to us on YouTube, if you would like to join us on YouTube, you can go to Omega Radio Network. That's the Omega Radio Network. And YouTube is now broadcasting us live. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to be more cautious um, and and my, the lesson that I've learned is that uh, God is unveiling things, and God is speaking, and God wants this message to be presented as long as he does. I mean, we've been willing, as you know, to lay it down for a long, long time, but it just seems like there's more and more and more, and as long as we can broadcast the Word of God, um, predominantly, looking at world events through a biblical lens, giving interpretation to the signs of the times that we're in. That's our mission. Um, I think we need to be careful about using words that are going to get us thrown off again. I mean, my Vincent Xavier account and the New Y Ministry account was absolutely obliterated uh, on, on all devices, which is fine. I mean, ultimately, I don't care. But uh, to do the work that we're doing, um, we want to get out there. So Omega Radio Network on YouTube. Should be working very well, and maybe someone could check that out and let us know um, how that's coming through loud and clear. We're also broadcasting on Facebook under the Omega Radio page, so you could join us on Facebook if you do that. And, of course, you can join us on Rev Media, which is, if you go to the OmegaRadio.org, Omega radio.org you will be able to see a little bunch of tabs there, and one of them is Listen Live, the other one is Watch Live. And right now, we should be broadcasting live on omegaradio.org. So when we've exhausted our resources as far as being on different platforms, uh, you'll always be able to revert back to omegaradio.org to hear the word of the Lord coming from this particular channel. And uh, that's what we're here to do. So Omega Radio Network on YouTube is broadcasting us live right now. Facebook is broadcasting us live right now, and of course, OmegaRadio.org, which is Rev Media, is broadcasting us live, and we're also coming live on BlogTalkRadio.com, BlogTalkRadio. and uh, I want to make sure that we're getting through loud and clear on BlogTalkRadio. Radio. It looks like we are. It looks like everything's looking good there, and so <clears throat> What we have encountered, good morning, Brother David, good to see you out there. Uh, maybe you could check out the Omega Radio Network on YouTube and see if it's working for us, Dave. I really appreciate that. Or perhaps anybody else that is listening and then give us a shout in the chat room uh, here. We would appreciate it. So um, let me just put that on the screen for anybody. It looks like this. This is the Radio Network. Okay, so, so if you look at that, all right, loud and clear on Blog Talk. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. Um, we should be on, I put it up there, Omega Radio Network, and um, that's on YouTube. Omega Radio Network on YouTube. So uh, with that being said, I just want to I'm waiting for just a thumbs up from somebody. Um, that would go to Omega Radio Network and and put that out there and just let me just know if we're if we're coming through on that channel we would appreciate it. Uh, regardless, we're going to move forward in what we're going to be sharing today on this Tuesday morning and it is good to be with everybody. Uh, while I'm waiting for a little check uh, from anybody that would just go to Omega Radio Network on YouTube, let us know if we're coming through loud and clear. I'd appreciate it. While we're waiting, I want to say thank you. Uh, to a few folks that have uh, recently given to the radio ministry. And uh, Evelyn, I want to say thank you so very much. Um, God bless you. All right, David Ellison's loud and clear on Omega Radio Network. So that's great. So we're going to keep that channel kind of sanctified. Uh, not that we're not going to speak what we need to, but we're going to be very cautious the way we do because we don't want to be removed from the platform that may have outreach uh, for people to hear the message of what time it is and maybe some souls get saved only God knows how that'll work. Um, but I want to say thank you to Evelyn. I want to say thank you for Mike and Shirley. I want to th- say thank you, uh, to our friends that are still, uh, helping out in the ministry and it was a blessing to receive your gifts and to the rest of you, I think there were four other people that gave to the ministry. Thank you. So, uh, we're getting bigger. Okay. We're growing. We've got six or seven people that are uh, giving uh, to this work. Um, and that's okay. So thank you for doing it. It paid our bills this month. Thank you. God bless you. Now, what I would like to do, and I mean that from my heart, and I do ask God to bless you back big time. So today, I brought my friends with me here. This is uh prophet Jeremiah, prophet Ezekiel, um, and they interchange once in a while. This is sometimes Isaiah or Amos or one of the other prophets, but I I just wanted to speak to you about what I'm hearing in my spirit, Um, but first of all, I just want to say I'm I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we're here, and um, I heard two things in my heart that I want to talk about. Obviously, everybody heard what happened yesterday, July 4th. Uh, Let's start with a little video, just in case you're not aware of what happened Uh, I'm going to bring this onto the screen and I want to get over here. Uh, This is just a little news report of what happened yesterday in Highland Park, Illinois. Just wanted to bring that out there. Um, just also before I get into that conversation, uh, Pastor Jeff, saying he's not seeing us on Omega Radio Network. David, are you seeing us on Omega Radio uh, Network? Uh, did you go to Omega Radio? Where did you go to find us, and are, are we being seen on that channel? Uh, we would appreciate that, and there's some people looking in the chat room for that answer. So what did you just hear in the video that you just saw? What was the message that was presented there? Um, it's very interesting, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to hold back and reserve what God has been saying in my heart to you, you be the judge. Um, but what did you just hear in that? I heard three things. I heard uh, from the left's perspective, number one, after what happened yesterday in Highland Park, where this Robert Creo, Crino um, went in and killed, he shot and killed six people at a 4th of July parade And he wounded nearly 30 others. And yesterday, 19 of them who had been wounded uh, had been released from the hospital. The psychological trauma upon the minds of the people that were there is very intense. This is a little bit close to home because in a uh, far away, in kind of a distant way, uh, yesterday, some immediate family members uh, had family that was in Chicago yesterday that were actually going to go to that particular parade, but uh, because of the threat of rain, decided not to go. Now, they are believers, and it was said that God was really ordering their steps to stay away from such an environment. But the psychological impact of what happened yesterday is intended. It's, it's unfortunate. It's bad. It's evil. But you do need to know that there is a psychological war going on against the minds of the masses. But Every single time that these things are happening, there seems to be associations to them. And so what we have to recognize is that there is a narrative. There are two opposing narratives that are going on in the world today. And the first narrative is the world's narrative. It is the globalist, far-left, progressive agenda. It is the agenda of the Clintons. It is the agenda of the Obamas. It is the agenda of the Soros's, it is the agenda of the Gates, it is the agenda of the Schwab's, it is the agenda of the far left. Now, what they're doing is utilizing the propaganda tools, which are the media. They're using every resource available to them to present a narrative over over and over and over and over and over, and they're allowing for all these evil things to take place and they're utilizing them. The first thing you hear all over the news, gun control. We've got to get the guns out of the hands of the people. Now, and the second thing, by the way, let's just look at all three of them. So gun control, we got to get the guns. We got to get the guns. We got to get the guns. It's always there. You got to get the guns. The next thing is he was connected, did you hear it? To a far right overseas group. Far right. Everything is far right everything is the right everything is christians everything is conservatives everything is anybody that believes in the bible anybody believes in end-time bible prophecy anybody that doesn't go along with the narrative of the left of the globalists of the satanic and that's what it really is a satanic narrative that's filled with deception and lies to influence people's minds to go in their direction To demonize the right, to demonize Christians, to demonize conservatives, and then ultimately, like our friend said many, many times, Daniel Sackham, years ago, and for many years, after demonization comes dehumanization. And so this narrative is intended to demonize everything that is contrary to their narrative, to the satanic narrative, and then begin the process of dehumanizing these people. In other words, getting the world to be under the psychological control of the beast, which will happen. Because the Bible says in the book of Revelation that the devil who deceived the whole world. So there are people being deceived big time right now by the psychological warfare that's coming against their minds through the propaganda machines of the satanic narrative. This is real. So again, in that little clip, now this is all over the news everywhere. This is going over and over and over, that narrative. And what is it? He was carrying a high-powered weapon. We've got to get the weapons away from these bad people. In the meantime, by the way, the last 30-some-odd days, the entire month of June, I want you to think with me for a moment, if we can, together. I want you to think about this. In the entire month of June, throughout the world, homosexual men, lesbian women, transgender men, pedophiles, Every source of sexual, debased, depraved human beings marched through the streets of the world, from Tel Aviv, Israel, to throughout the United States, through Europe, and all over the world. They were pouring out their filth. They were pouring out their shame. They were doing it in such a degrading way that little children were subjected to their distasteful conduct, their satanic conduct. Now, nobody in America went to one of those parades and shot and killed anybody. Now, what was going on in the streets of America in the month of June, from God's perspective, was evil. That was so Sodom and Gomorrah, that was so wicked, that was so ungodly, deserving the wrath of God Almighty, and yet not one person armed themselves with a high-powered weapon, went to any one of those wicked, evil parades, and did anything wrong. But every single time they're using these people, I mean, look at the man that they're, they're, that it's, you know, that they're using uh, to portray another opportunity to grab the guns, right? It's been going on a long time, but it's going to move forward. It's going to move faster. Watch and see how this works. The next thing that they associated them with is, like I said, the far right. So Christians, conservatives, anybody that doesn't go along with their narrative, especially those who carry an anti-satanic narrative, i.e. the word of God, they become more enemies of the state. But there was a third thing that they went after in that little clip that I just showed you. It wasn't just gun control. It wasn't just anti-conservative. It was he was homeschooled. So the left is going after the children big time right now, demonizing homeschooling. And the reason why they're doing that is they want your children in their schools so they can propagandize them, so that they can manipulate them, that they can put mind control on their minds. This is a ongoing reality of what's happening in our country. And I'm just being very honest. I'm being very honest about, you know, what is really evil. And whose lens are we looking through when we talk about what is evil and what is good? Well, from God's perspective, the mass murder of over 90 million babies in the last 50 years was evil. From God's perspective, when homosexuals, lesbians, transvestites, pedophiles march down the city streets of America and around the world, that's evil. That is evil, pure, unadulterated evil but like the prophets have said in the past they call evil good and they call good evil so the good people who are going with the good narrative that is about eternal life are being demonized and called evil the evil people that are murdering innocent blood shedding innocent blood who are parading their filth and shame and misconduct and depravity down the city streets of the world are called good This is the actual environment that the prophets warned us about. And evil men will wax worse and worse. This is biblical. We have cried this message out for so long that we just assumed that everybody had heard it. Folks, let me tell you, these two guys behind me, my two brothers here, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and then every once in a while they get uh, Amos and Isaiah and some of the other prophets, their voice, their message their words to their generation are absolutely intended for our generation particularly right here in the united states of america the judeo christian nation that has fallen from the lord so this is just the beginning of the demonization i heard yesterday there were other uh, shots fired in a mall i heard in sacramento someone was shot and killed We have a boiling pot event going on in Akron, Ohio, because 60 bullet wounds, I guess, or 60 particular wounds on the body of a young man that was uh, running away from the police. And so they shot him 60 times with tasers and bullets. And wow, did that strike a match in Akron, Ohio. So again, I need you to get into the biblical perspective of what's going on where you cannot look to the left or right and say, well, here's the problem. The problem is our nation has sinned against God. Our nation has sinned against God. Let me read to you some scripture that uh, I have that this is an actual word that God put into my spirit. Now, I'm going to share the word with you, and you tell me the last time you heard this word being spoken. I haven't heard it. This isn't something I heard in casual conversation or, or in deep conversation or read it in my Bible. I did not, but I heard this word this morning. What The other word that I heard, I heard last night, and I'm going to present that in full detail today, because the same prophet said the same exact thing. And I want to read to you, and there are two places this is found, but I definitely want to get into the uh, the the this the definition of this word. so I want to just go here and I know it's already out there. So I want to read this definition to you or the 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 passage. this is the word I heard Now I'll start in Jeremiah chapter two. So let's go to Jeremiah chapter two and um, let's start in verse four. Jeremiah, chapter 2, verse 4. Get your Bible out, your pen, paper. Hopefully you have it. Because this is a seed, okay? This is just, I'm going to lay something forth. If you're diligent, if you're a Berean, you will take what I'm about to say to you, and you will break it open. You will dissect it. You will expand upon it. You will ask Holy Spirit about this word. Now, you know, and I know that we're Christians. We're not, we're not ashamed of being Christians. We thank God we're Christians. We're different from everybody else on the world. My job is to proclaim something to Christians and anybody that's in the world that would have an ear to hear to repent before your doom comes. Okay? And I'm talking about eternal damnation, eternal doom. All right? So in Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 4, hear ye the word of the Lord. O house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel, or America today. Thus saith the Lord, what iniquity have your fathers found in me, that they are gone far from me, and have walked after vanity, and are become vain? Boy, you talked about the founding fathers yesterday, huh? And the fathers today are just so far away from God, unlike the founding fathers 200-some-odd years ago. Verse 6. Neither said they, where is the Lord that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, that led us through the wilderness, through a land of deserts and of pits, through a land of drought and of the shadow of death, through a land that no man passed through, where no man dwelt. And I brought you into a plentiful country to eat the fruit thereof and the goodness thereof. But when you entered, you defiled my land and made my heritage an abomination. You know, this is so striking of a resemblance to the people that came to America, the true founding fathers in the 1600s that came here with a Christian ethic, a Christian value. They, they traveled the harsh seas with the Mayflower, the Pinta, you know, remember all the ships that came across the Atlantic. The price they paid in those harsh winters, the price they paid while facing off with uh, adversarial uh, individuals that were on the land. And, and God, he said here, That, you know, what has happened to you? They're not asking, where is the Lord that brought us up out of the land of Egypt? And they brought our founding fathers, if you will, over from across the pond in Europe. And that led us through the wilderness of the, the Atlantic Ocean, if you will, through a land of deserts and of pits, through a land of droughts and of shadow of death, through a land that no man passed through and where no man dwelt. It sounds like the journey of the pioneers, the journey of the founding fathers of our nation, like God brought Israel out of Egypt into a promised land, right? But then he said that I brought you in a plentiful country. And our founding fathers in America, they were brought into an abundant land, no doubt about it, to eat the fruit thereof and the goodness thereof. But when you entered, you defiled my land and made my heritage an abomination. Verse 8 goes on to say, the priest said not, where is the Lord? And they that handle the law knew me not. The pastors also transgressed against me, and the prophets prophesied by Baal and walked after things that do not profit. That is the prosperity gospel. That is the once saved, always saved gospel. That is the gospel you can live your best life now, and you'll be disappearing when hard times come. This is the false gospel that tickled people's ears, scratched their backs, made them feel good while they were walking in the imagination of their own hearts. And so it came from the pulpit to the people. He went on to say, I, uh, wherefore, in verse 9, I will yet plead with you, America. This is, I think, a, a kind of a bygone passage. But I will yet plead with you, saith the Lord, and with your children's children will I plead. For pass over the isles of Chittim, and see and send unto Kedar, and consider diligently and see if there be such a thing. Has a nation changed their gods, which are yet no gods? I've heard Barack Obama and so many other people on the left say America is no longer a Christian nation. They've changed their gods, and God is standing in awe because we're doing the same thing that ancient Israel did. Again, has a nation changed their gods, which which are yet no gods? But my people have changed their glory for that which does not profit. The glory of the King of Israel. The glory of the Messiah. The glory of Jesus Christ. The one true God. The living God. The Torah. The Bible. The scriptures. The good news. The gospel. And we've turned it away and we're listening to these people saying now, we're not a Christian nation. We're exchanging our gods just like they did. Listen carefully. Verse 12. Be astonished. O you heavens at this, and be horribly afraid. Be ye very desolate, saith the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns, that can hold no water. So America has forsaken the Lord. There's no doubt about it. From the White House throughout this country, they've exchanged the true God. Remember, if anybody preaches to you another Jesus or you receive another gospel or receive another spirit, there is a counterfeit Jesus, a counterfeit gospel, and a counterfeit spirit that has ransacked this nation. 14. And we're coming close to the word. The one word I heard my spirit today. Is Israel a servant? Is he a home-born slave? Why is he spoiled? The young lions roared upon him and yelled. They made his land waste. Boy, you look at the young lions of our youth today that are running through the city streets of America in a spirit of anarchy. The young lions roared upon him and yelled, and they made his land waste. His cities are burned without inhabitants. Be careful. Also, the children of Noth and Tappanis have broken the crown of your head. The enemy has broken it. And here it is. Here it is. Here's the word. Here's the word. Verse 17. Hast thou not procured this unto thyself, and that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God when he led thee by the way? The word here that came into my spirit was the word procured. And the simple definition of the word procured is the asah, and it means to make it happen. And that's as simple as it gets. It means that you brought this upon yourself. And God is asking the people of the nation, have you not procured or have you not brought this on yourself? America. America. Have you yet Understood? have you yet awakened or are you still in the delusion that you're living in a republic or a democracy and you're living in the land of the free and the home of the brave? Have you not yet awakened to the reality of what is happening to the nation? But God is asking the question, have you not brought it on by your actions? And what were they bringing on? Well, he said it right here. The young lions roared upon the nation. And yelled. That's what you're hearing in the city streets of America and have since 2020. And they made his land waste. America is a wasteland. There was an old group that used to call about a teenage wasteland, about all the teenagers that were strung out on drugs. But here he's saying that your land is waste. The cities are burned without inhabitants. In other words, there will be no burning of a city and then people still remaining. It is going to be such a thorough burning. It is going to be an incineration. It is going to be an inferno. This is the word of the Lord. But God says, you're the ones that did it. You're the ones that brought it upon yourselves. You procured this upon yourself. Imagine walking around this morning, preparing for the other word that I heard last night that I'm going to present in a moment, but then staying down and hearing the spirit of God say, They have procured it. And, of course, I go and I do my due diligence and I search, and here it is in the Bible. But it's in another passage. It's in another passage. And it's in Jeremiah chapter 4. Jeremiah chapter 4. And um, I'm going to begin, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to begin in verse 5. In Jeremiah chapter four, verse five, declare ye in Judah and publish in Jerusalem. In other words, declare in America and in Washington, DC. And say, blow ye the trumpet in the land. I'm trying to do that. Cry, gather together, say, assemble yourselves and let us go into the defensed cities. I hope you've arrived in your defense city. Set up the standard towards Zion, retire, stay not. For I will bring evil from the north and a great destruction. America, hear the word of the Lord. And we have been crying out this message for a very long time. And if you have not yet begun to see the reality of it unfold before your very eyes, then again, you are in the stupor of delusion. You have drunk the mixed wine, and you are blind, and you are drunk, and you cannot rise, you cannot see, you cannot hear, and you do not understand what is ready to happen that has already begun to unfold. And God said, I'm bringing an evil out of the north and a great destruction. Verse 7 of Jeremiah chapter 4. The lion has come up from his thicket. And the destroyer of the Gentiles is on his way. He has gone forth from his place to make your land desolate. And your cities shall be laid waste without an inhabitant. Do you hear the word of the Lord? This is not this is not it. Okay, I'm just working up to the second word, the first word that I heard, second word I'm sharing with you this morning, and I heard in my spirit last night. But this is leading up to it, leading up to it. And I want you to hear what God is saying. It's real. It's not a mistake. In verse 8, he says to the people, For this, because of these things, gird you with sackcloth, lament and howl, for the fierce anger of the Lord is not turned back from us. And it shall come to pass at that day, Saith the Lord, that the heart of the king shall perish, and the heart of the princes and the priests shall be astonished, and the prophets shall wonder. The day is coming upon the Congress. The day is coming upon the Senate. The day is coming upon the White House, the presidency. The day is coming upon the Supreme Court of the United States of America. And the day is coming upon the prophets who prophesied lies saying peace and safety to this body of people. This is what God's word said. See, this is what God is saying. And he says this in verse 10. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, this is the prophet Jeremiah lamenting himself, Surely thou hast greatly deceived this people and Jerusalem. You have deceived the inhabitants of the United States of America and Jerusalem, or representation of the capital, Washington, D.C. Their lawmakers, their policymakers, their 90 million abortions, their legalization of homosexuality and marriages, their wickedness that has been spewed out into law across this nation. And so the prophet is lamenting greatly, you have deceived this people in Jerusalem, saying, here was the deception. Here's what the prophets were saying, the false prophets. They were saying, you shall have peace, whereas the sword reaches unto the soul. I'm shocked at the prophets and the pastors and the preachers today that still in light of what is happening in our country, they're preaching peace and safety. It's shocking to me but let's wait and see what God said here. He went on to say, in verse 11, at that time shall it be said to this people and to Jerusalem, America citizens, Washington, D.C., a dry wind of the high places in the wilderness toward the daughter of my people, not to fan nor to cleanse, even a full wind from those places shall come unto me. Now also will I give sentence against them. In other words, God's not bringing a wind or a sword. He's not bringing something to bring a cleansing. He's coming to destroy. Listen, cities in America will be completely destroyed By the fire, by the fan, by the wind, by the lion, by the destroyer of the Gentiles, God is unleashing and unloosing and unsheathing his own sword against this nation. America has fought against the Lord. America has blasphemed the holy name of the living God. And the prophets are light, and they are treacherous, and have spoken lies in the name of the Lord. This is the word of God. The same yesterday, today, and forever. In verse 13, he said this. Behold, he shall come up as clouds, and his chariots shall be as a whirlwind, His horses are swifter than eagles. Woe unto us, for we are spoiled. We're wiped out. In other words, we're doomed. We're dead, is what the prophet was saying. What are these chariots? Oh, if the footmen have wearied you, what will you do in the day of the prancing horses and the chariots? So what is the answer? Listen to verse 14. Oh, Jerusalem, and I believe that we have crossed this point of this this happening, I believe this was the message, this was the message years ago to America and to Washington, D.C., oh Jerusalem, wash your heart from wickedness, that you may be saved, from what, the things I'm telling you. How long shall your vain thoughts lodge within you? Vanity, deception, lies, coming out of Washington, D.C., marked for destruction. The sword of the Lord is being given into the hand of a slayer, said the prophet Ezekiel. God has furbished his sword and made it sharp and has put it into the hand of the slayer. It's coming. It's at the door. But listen, that's not the word. There's another word here. I want you to hear it. This is tough, but it is the word of the Lord. In verse 15, for a voice declares from Dan and publishes affliction from Mount Ephraim. So the sound of a voice is going throughout the land. Make ye mention to the nations, behold, publish against Jerusalem. I am now publishing this word against Washington, D.C. from the Lord that watchers come from a far country and give out their voice against the cities of America. It's being published today. It's being spoken today. It is being prophesied today. And here's the word. Here's the second word that I want to share with you. First was procurement. In other words, you brought it on yourself, America. The second time that word is used is right here in verse 17. It says this, as keepers of a field, Are they against her round about? The enemy is now here, pouring in everywhere. Because she has been rebellious against me, saith the Lord. America has been rebellious against the Lord. And so has all the policies and laws and legislation and shed blood and murder. Verse 18, here's the word. Thy way, thy way, America, your way and your doings, what you have done, the way you have done it, the direction you've gone on, forsaking the Lord, your way and your doings have procured these things unto you. What things? The destruction. Everything that was just said, your ways and your doings have procured these things unto you. This is your wickedness because it is bitter because it reaches unto your heart. That's important right there because that message, bitter, is speaking of Amos chapter 8. If you followed our ministry, you understand what Amos chapter 8 is. It is the prophetic word of the basket of summer fruit, the year of, of summer violence where God will pass by no more and he's going to allow a lot of things to happen and there's some, there's some very key points here but this is not the end of this. Listen to this. Listen to these words. It's our ways and our doings that have procured has brought it on. We've done it. This is our own wickedness, bitter, What we have done in this nation is bitter, forcing children into a transgender community, blocking their hormones. The evil, wicked things that have happened, and unfortunately, these things have happened in churches as well. The churches of America are not ready for what's coming. That's why I say a lot of times, just turn the other cheek and walk on, folks. I don't care how insulting they were. I don't care care how hard they slapped in the face, how disrespectful they were. God knows. I'll leave that to him. I know what God is saying to our nation right now, and he's saying to the remnant people, this is what your eyes are going to see. This is what's coming. What is it? What is it? I heard another word last night in my spirit. I had my brother was sending me some good information and god spoke to me while we were driving and he said in my spirit first this morning the first word i told you was procured I, never, I haven't heard that word and he just said look at these scriptures because they're connected to the judgment that's happening in our country and is going to happen but then he used another word last night i'm going to read out of isaiah chapter 34 i'm going to read two verses Hear them clearly. Hear them clearly. First in Isaiah chapter 34, verse 1. Come near, you nations, to hear, and hearken, you people. Let the earth hear, and all that is therein the world and all things that come forth of it. In other words, give audience to God's message, planet earth and America today. Verse two, for the indignation of the Lord is upon all nations and his fury upon all their armies. He has Utterly destroyed them. This is the prophetic word. He has delivered them to the slaughter. Last night when I was driving and all these things were happening, the Lord said, a season of slaughter upon the United States of America. Now listen. The left and all the propaganda tool machines can do everything in their power to say this is a far right ministry or this is a conservative christian ministry that's far right and uh they homeschooled their kids or uh you know this that or the other things they they believe in second amendment rights no let me tell you the truth this is the word of god and these are the words of god so if you have an argument with what you're hearing you need to argue with the lord Because the Lord is speaking to this nation, not a far-right conservative Second Amendment uh, right believer who has never done anything evil to anybody in in the realm of killing or shooting or any of that, but has spoken the word of God. And I speak that word to you today in all sincerity. This is not a far-right message. It is a message from the throne of God. It is a message from the heart of the Father. And you people, the leftists, the abortionists, the, the, the wicked, sexually debased people who have promoted wickedness in our country and in this country and in this nation, you have procured the word of the Lord against you. This is not some far right wing battling you. This is the word of God that you have fought against, that you have forsaken, that you have blasphemed, that you have insulted. Now he's telling me to speak these words again to you. And they will be fulfilled. They're God's words. What have you people done? Transgendering little children? Having pedophilia activity with little children? Having men legally marry men like it's okay? And women marrying women like it's okay? putting your rainbow-colored flags in absolute blasphemy against the true meaning and purpose of God's rainbow? You people, what have you done? And you governors, and you legislators, and you Congress and senators, what have you people done in the Supreme Court? I don't care what decision 50 years you think you overchanged and everything's going to be all right. You just marked the nation with the finality of what you've done, to bring wrath upon it in judgment like it's never known before. And there are tools now available. God had a king of Babylon that he put his sword in the hand of the slayer, and he has his nations right now, and he has his Islamic terrorists right now, and he has violence lined up right now that he's going to allow to come against this nation. What have you people done? It wasn't the word of the Lord that created this problem. It wasn't the word of the Lord that procured the judgment. It was the blasphemy and the war and the forsaking of the word of God that has opened the door to the violence that is coming upon the nation. God said, this nation, America, has been delivered to the season of slaughter. In verse 2 of Isaiah 34, Isaiah 34 two, them he has delivered them to the slaughter. Delivered them to the slaughter. What does the word slaughter mean? The word slaughter is the tabak. And the word tabak means something slaughtered. Hence a beast. Butchered. There's already been butchering going on, but a lot more butchering. You think that Shooting in Buffalo, New York, butchered 10 people. That shooting in Uvalde, Texas, butchered 22 people, 19 children. Butchered here, butchered there, butchered in Vegas, butchered in Parkland, Florida. Butchered, butchered, butchered. You haven't seen anything yet. You don't understand. What is going to happen? You thought it was just a playful, oh, we got a drama going on. No, it is real. The butchering and the season of the butchering is here. Ladies and gentlemen, it's here. It's here, but it comes from another word, this tabak, the place of slaughter. It literally is the tabak, and it means to kill ruthlessly. To kill ruthlessly, you go to a 4th of July parade, you get shot. You go to a grocery store, you get shot. You go to a concert, you get shot. You go to a movie theater, you get shot. You go to a public school in in Florida, you get shot. You go to church in Texas, you get shot. Now, everybody's getting a little bit weirded out about who's going to get ruthlessly murdered or killed again. You see, this is what is coming to the shores of America. And the lukewarm, half-hearted, compromised sinners in this country who practice sin, live in sin, play games with the world, are going to become part of the slaughter. It happened in the book of Ezekiel. And I'll get there in just a little bit. But two words God gave to me, slaughter and procure. You have brought on the slaughter. You have opened the doors to the great slaughter. The image is like the the wild man is salivating. He's got the high ground, and he's looking at the inhabitants of America. And he's looking at all those Real fatted calves, all those real fatted Americans, those wealthy, prosperous, rich, fat, healthy Americans, those women in America, those men will slaughter them and take their women and their children we will kill. Oh, it's like a butcher's delight, a butcher's delight. I don't think some of you can handle much more of what I'm saying. So I'm going to tone it down here just a little bit. But I'm warning you, the salivating enemy, oh, the mockers, the Joe Biden mockers and laughers and scoffers, their day is coming. There's no doubt about that. This whole government is going to be wiped out and a new world order is going to come into view. According to the Bible, the Bible says, The Word of God says you cannot govern a nation the way you're governing it and be without judgment. You can't. You can't do it. You're not going to outsmart God. You're not going to smirk in God's face. You're not going to laugh at God. You're not going to mock God. You won't. You may right now think in the limelight of television, in your position of power, you can do that, But God will mock you when your calamity comes. And that's in the book of Proverbs. Get some wisdom, legislators, congressmen, congresswomen, senators, judiciary, legislators. Get some wisdom, for goodness sake. How can you bring this evil into a Judeo-Christian nation or any other society? and think that you're going to get away with it? You're not getting away with anything. You're insulting. You're embarrassing. You're blasphemous. You're demonic. You're satanic. And that's unfortunate, that you gave yourself over to the devil. But that's who you are. And so God is saying that this whole field is like a hunting ground. You know, guys get up, they get out, and they they go away for a week's vacation and go hunting? Go to Africa to go hunting. The hunters have come to the shores of America. And hunters are coming out of nowhere like this sick, demented, twisted young man that came out of nowhere on the 4th of July and killed six people, wounded nearly 30. Traumatized little children. Traumatize them with fear because the hunters are here. And there are some big game hunters coming from faraway lands to lay this nation low. You talk about a feast that God said he's prepared and he's called the birds of the air to come and feast upon the flesh of kings and princes. That feast is coming. After all the dead bodies are laying in the streets. Why? Because of God's word? No, because the leaders of this nation and the silent pastors, preachers, priests, ministers of the word of God went silent when they should have spoken loudly. Slaughter. I, I developed this thought a little bit. I developed this thought a little bit, and I went into something else, and um, it was, let me me go here for just a moment. So I looked at this slaughter, and sure enough, it did something. It carried on, and it wound up back in the book of Jeremiah again. I want to read a few verses to you to confirm what we're saying here, and why America is, is the hunting ground of evil. And it says here in verse 32 of chapter 7 of Jeremiah. I'm just going to read a few verses, but here's what it says. See if we can get the picture. Jeremiah 7:32. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that it shall no more be called Tophet, nor the valley of the son of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter. For they shall bury in Tophet till there be no place more people being buried amos chapter 8 then in the same book of jeremiah chapter 12 verse 3 but thou o lord knowest me thou hast seen me and tried my heart toward thee pull them like sheep for the slaughter and prepare them for the day of slaughter. In chapter 19 of Jeremiah, verse six, therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that this place shall no more be called Tophet, nor the valley of the son of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter. In Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 34, Howl, you shepherds, and cry, and wallow yourselves in the ashes, you principal of the flock. For the days of your slaughter and of your dispersions are accomplished, and you shall fall like a pleasant vessel. In Jeremiah 50,
2: 27,
3: Slay all her bullocks, let them go down to the slaughter, woe unto them, for their day has come, the time of their visitation. I will bring them down like lambs to the slaughter, like rams with the he goats, Jeremiah 51, 40. Jeremiah wrote again and again and again about the Valley of Hinnom, a place called Tophet. What were they doing there? What was the Valley of Hinnom? Well, it's a historic valley surrounding ancient Jerusalem from the west and southwest. Let me just read it just just a little bit more about what's going on here. The Valley of Hinnom is first mentioned in the Hebrew Bible as part of the border between the tribes of Judah and Benjamin during the late first temple period, it was, the site of, it was the site of the Tophet, where some of the kings of Judah had sacrificed their children by fire. Thereafter, it was cursed by the biblical prophet Jeremiah. In later Jewish rabbinic literature, Gehenna became associated with divine punishment, in Jewish apocalyptic Jewish apocalypticism as the destination of the wicked so what was the valley of Hinnom what was Tophet it was the site of the Tophet Tophet literally was where worshipers engaged in a ritual involving passing a child through the fire most likely child sacrifice. The sacrifices have been ascribed to a god named Moloch. So let's look at it. Throughout history, there have been those who took children and passed them through the fire as sacrifices to the god of Moloch, or the god Moloch. Uvalde, Texas was a child sacrifice. Pedophile Island with Jeffrey Epstein was a sacrifice of children. Parkland, Florida was a sacrifice of New Hampshire. Sandy Hook was a sacrifice of children. But more than that, the 90 million innocent babies that were murdered in the womb, whose blood has been flushed down the toilets and sinks, and whose blood is under our feet, have been sacrificed to Moloch in our country for 50 years, 50. What did God do to that place? What did God do to the Israelites that sacrificed their children to Moloch in the valley of Tophet and Hinnom? What did he do? I like this. Most scholars agree that the ritual performed at the Tophet was child sacrifice. And they connect it to similar episodes throughout the Bible as recorded in Phoenicia and Carthage. So I don't want to go any further. Listen. Listen. Everything I'm reading to you today is prophetic because these two guys behind me, Prophet Jeremiah and Ezekiel, Ezekiel's going to speak here in just a moment. These are all their words, and God put in my spirit in the last 24 hours or less 18 hours, slaughter and procured. We, the United States of America, the people of this country, its leadership, And the people and the church have procured what is happening and what God is saying is going to the next level now. The hunting grounds of America. People will pay big bucks to detonate their sword, their weapons in this country. People are going to come here more excited than going to Africa to hunt elephants. They're coming to America to hunt the people of this nation. They're picking their spots everywhere. They're targeting their places everywhere. Did I make it up for the Hollywood movie? It's in the Bible. When God said those words to me last night, and I looked at them today, and I put them in context of Scripture. Well, there's one more place. There's one more place. It's in Ezekiel, and it's in chapter 21. I'm going to read it in verse 8. Ezekiel chapter 21, verse 8. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy and say, thus saith the Lord, say, a sword, a sword is sharpened and also furbished. Now, you remember, I've taught on this for years, about the nuclear sword that President John F. Kennedy talked about in 1962 when he talked to the United Nations about the nuclear sword of Damocles that hung over all the nations of the earth. That sword is still hanging over the nations. And it's now, what is the nuclear sword of Damocles? It was a playwright from the Italian playwright Cicero And he wrote a story about how on a king's throne, there was a sword hanging by a horse's hair. In in other words, by a thread. John F. Kennedy said that this nuclear sword was hanging by a horse's hair. Today, the nuclear sword over the nations and over America and all other nations is hanging by a thread. And that thread has begun to fray. Listen to this. It is sharpened in verse 10. To make a sore slaughter. It is furbished that it may glitter. Should we then make mirth? Listen. The giddiness of people in churches today that are playing kumbaya. The giddiness of people today in churches that are going for mega worship. This is giddiness, this is immaturity, this is childish, this is foolish, which makes them foolish virgins. And yet all the people that have gotten rich off the church machine and fleecing the flock and taking the wool for themselves, they need it to come on to continue their lifestyles. But I got news for you, it's not going to continue. It's coming down. I couldn't make this up if I tried. I could not make this up if I put my best efforts into it. I guess if I really tried, I could probably come up with something. This is God's word. In other words, when God puts words into your spirit, and then he confirms it in his word, and you look out and you see society, now you interpret it. And here's the interpretation of everything I've said. God is releasing this sword that will slaughter a nation who has procured this judgment unto themselves. Pretty intense words. Verse 11. Listen, I can't stop. Till it's done. Verse 11 says, he has given it to be furbished. Let's look at the word furbished here. You're gonna, This is just to put it all in perspective. The word furbished is marat, and it means to polish, to make it smooth. This is heavy because it means to make bald or to sharpen, to make bright. And so in other words, he's taking this weapon and he's sharpening it, right? He has given it to be furbished, in verse 11, that it may be handled, that it may be handled. He's making it so it can be handled smooth, not rough, not going to cut anybody. In other words, this weapon that he is sharpening, that he's furbishing, this weapon can be handled. And then in verse 11, it goes on to say, this sword is sharpened and it is furbished to give it into the hand of the slayer. Well, who is the slayer? You know what a slayer is. A slayer is the harag. And what is a slayer? To smite with deadly intent not to wound this slayer the harag is to smite with deadly intent to murder to slaughter to kill no game This is the word of the Lord to a nation that has forsaken him, rebelled against him, blasphemed him. We've procured this unto ourselves. Verse 12 goes on to say, cry and howl, son of man. I'm crying and howling, for it shall be upon my people, the church in America as well. It shall be upon all the princes of Israel, all the Congress, all the Senate, all the judiciary, all the... All the, all the people, all the princes, terrors by reason of the sword shall be upon my people. Smite therefore your thigh. Because it is a trial. And what if the sword can even the rod? You know, that's a lot of information. And if you finish reading the story, This sword was put into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, in the day that Jeremiah was prophesying to his generation. Babylon was a foreign nation that God raised up to bring judgment to his own people. What nation would God raise up today to bring this same judgment? Now, was Israel doing anything worse? I mean, this... This word of judgment spoken, what was Israel doing? Same thing we're doing. But only we're doing it worse, and we have prior knowledge. So if we repeat it, if if we don't listen, we're going to get the same judgment from Sodom and Gomorrah, from this sword in the hand of a slayer. So this is what God has said. And you say, well, what do I do about that? What do I do about that? Cry and howl. This is coming upon the nation. It's coming upon the church. So what great nation would God bring against America? America. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem.
1: Jesus wept.
3: Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Oh, America, America. What have you done your day of accountability has come what have you done oh church in America what have you done what have you been doing oh America America God shed his grace on you. What have you done to procure this judgment of slaughter? What have you done? Now we call for the awakening. What great nations could possibly come against America? Folks, I got news for you. God can raise up Cuba. take America down, just like David took down Goliath, he could take down, he could raise up Cuba and knock this nation off its lees. because if God raises up an adversary, I don't care who the adversary is, if God's behind it, if God's behind that axe, if God's behind that weapon of war, Isaiah chapter 10, you are the, the, my indignation, you're the rod of my indignation. You're my battle axe. I don't care how small the axe is. It's the one who's hewing it, right? I don't care what the rod looks like. It's the one who's holding the rod. So when God raises up an adversary against a mighty nation that has sinned grievously against the Lord, Cuba could take it down. Mexico could take it down, for goodness sake. But it's going to come from a far more superior power than that. It's coming from Russia coming from china it's coming from iran it's coming from the middle east it's coming from within it's coming the enemy has infiltrated the enemy has surrounded the enemy is in the hunters are on their way they have bought their tickets they've already arrived they're at the airports they're in their hotel rooms they're now here to hunt the inhabitants of america But there will be nuclear strikes, and there will be dirty bombs in the cities of America. It's the only way you can have them uninhabitable. To fulfill Bible prophecy, you've got to have the cities burn without inhabitants. This is not from a far-right conspiracy theory group. This is from the Word of God. This is God's Word to a nation that has sinned against him, that hates him, that serves and worships moloch that goes to the bohemian grove meetings every year in california to worship the moloch who have brought our children to the valley of hinnom to Tophet for 50 years for mass murder and bloodshed and ritualistic sacrifice and now we hear these words and we say whoa whoa, whoa, whoa what is that what is that wait a second god is good Wait a second. We're in a new covenant. Wait a second. uh, Jesus loves us. Wait a second. I I still want to drink my beer. Uh, Wait a second. I still want to drink my wine and get a little tipsy. Wait a second. I still want to smoke a little marijuana and argue about how it's so good for me. Wait a second. I want to watch a little more porno. Wait a second. I want to fornicate just a little bit more. Wait a second. I want to play just a little bit more with my flesh with demons and be tantalized. Oh, just wait a second now, Pastor Vince. You know, it's a pretty harsh word and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to play a little longer. Death is at the door of this nation. Whatever God allows to happen to me, God allows to happen to me. I'm just doing what God told me to do. And I would much rather stand before God having done what he told me to do than to fear what men could do because I'm doing what God told me to do. And that's just the way it is. How deep does one grieve? How loud does one howl? How painfully does one cry over the message? There's only a couple of things you could do with what you've heard today. Shut your ears, close your eyes, and shut your mouth. Shut your heart down and go play. Or you can vehemently deny everything you heard. How dare you not on my watch and on and on and on. Or you can understand. Or you have heard because you have an understanding heart. You have a seeing eye. And you have a hearing ear. Do I love Jesus? Yes, I do. Would I ever do what that man did yesterday? Heck no. Or what others have done, heck no. But I know how evil it is to take an entire month and dedicate it to blasphemy. And I know that God will not be mocked. And I'm warning anyone who wants to listen, this is his word against you. Your days are numbered. We heard it in the book of Daniel. Your days are numbered. Your kingdom shall fall the United States of America will be a battlefield. It will be a hunting ground. And only those who really have the Holy Spirit of the living God will be guided and navigated to a place where God will watch over them and protect them. It will not be for any other reason than their heart loves him purely, devotionally, and first and foremost. It's for those who have been tempted to go back and sin, but they didn't. It's for those who could have walked away, but they didn't. It's for those who said, I'm afraid to speak, so I'll be quiet, but they didn't. So what is the remnant going to be doing in a battlefield? I guess God's going to have to teach us, isn't he? He's going to have to tell us his heart. Well, folks, that's it. Uh, It's an hour and 20 minutes into the broadcast. That's what I heard from God. That's what I heard from the scriptures. I want to sound like a looney tunes here. That's what I found like the scriptures. And that is what I heard from God. That's what I heard
1: from God's spirit.
3: I'm going to uh, open the telephone lines. I've got a number of people calling in right now. That's terrific. I want to remind everybody, you can listen in on Omega Radio Network. I'm pretty sure you can anyways. I don't, yeah, I think, I no mention on Google or Facebook of any shooting sad. Yeah, it's interesting. All right, so uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we take some calls first, give some time to just relax the voice, and I'm going to begin at the top here. Uh, let's go to our brother, Erico916. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Hello, area code 916, you're on the air. Okay, we'll put that on hold. Let's go to area code 917. Good morning, God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air.
4: Hello, Pastor. Hello. Well, i got a few things on my mind about today.
2: Okay,
3: who's calling in? Can you give a first name?
4: Uh, My name is Robert.
3: Okay, very good. All right, Robert, thank you. And uh, what's on your heart? How are you? I think I'm good. I'm very good, blessed, highly favored, overcoming in the name of Jesus. But uh, very sobered and uh, believing every single word that just came out of my mouth.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, I noticed that if you Google... A
4: gay day in America's gay capital, there's a story about you crying in
1: your hotel gym before the Supreme Court's decision about gay marriage. So I'm curious, how often do you cry nowadays?
3: Uh, I'm not sure exactly what you're referring to. We were there in Washington, D.C. the day in, in June of 2015 when that came down, and we cried out on the Supreme Court steps. Absolutely, and we gave a prophetic word to that area. You bet we did. I'll cry as often as I need to cry. Anything else you'd like to say?
1: No, you're a baby.
3: Yeah, I thought so. Well, I appreciate you calling in. May God save your soul in Jesus' name. All right, let's take our next call, area code 916. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Hello, 916, are you there? Okay, we went silent. All right, let's take some uh, thoughts in our chat room and... See what's going on there. So, you know, you guys, I guess that drew out, this conversation drew out um, demonic. It drew out somebody's something. And I want to share with that gentleman that just called, by the way, I want to give him an opportunity to do something uh, if he's willing to do so. Because uh, what I just heard there is, you know, just something that uh, you may need to work through in your own soul. Uh, There's a phone number here on the screen and I'm gonna just do something real quick. I wanna edit this just a little bit and we'll go right here and we'll take that out and then we'll put this up. And I wanna put this for anybody, by the way, that has anything in your heart that you need to pray about um, or would like prayer for, uh, you can go there. Let's take our next call or area 479 479586. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the
1: air. Good morning, Pastor. Are you doing okay? I'm doing okay. Hey, Bill. How are you? I'm doing well, uh, Pastor. This is my opinion and my opinion only. But the guy's name wasn't Robert. Uh, you can tell that when he when you asked him, he started stuttering. So I think he's the one that's the baby or the coward. But but that being said, that's my opinion, not yours, uh, Pastor. I tried calling you uh, Sunday morning. Uh, the, uh, uh, the the scripture that you were reading in Jeremiah was the same scripture I was reading, and when it said when they come from the north, right? Well, well, I also tried calling you Saturday afternoon, which I knew it was your Sabbath, and you probably wouldn't answer, and, and that's fine. That that's totally fine. I just took a took a chance when I called, uh, and you can talk to uh, your pastor Denny about this because I talked to him about it, but but I was in a a certain Town in Kansas, and I was waiting for the train to to take off because I couldn't leave until it, it left. Massive military convoy. I mean, I I'd never seen one in all my years of driving that big, with with the heavy artillery and the heavy equipment that it had on it, and it was heading north. And I thought, north? Huh. That's interesting because I figured most of it would be going east or west. To, to be shipped over to Ukraine to the massive giveaway that this guy that's occupying the white house is doing. Right. But it was heading North and I was trying to, I, I looked up, you know, the different bases that could be going North and stuff like that. But, um, anyway, so when I got home that evening, Saturday evening I started reading in Jeremiah and then Sunday morning I was reading in Jeremiah and it was talking about the, the, uh, uh uh you know those that would be coming from the north i don't know i just found it interesting and then when you started off with it this morning on your show i'm like wow maybe that was a confirmation from the lord just just food for thought pastor and and one yeah, other very... thing on when you when you had the video this morning there was one other thing that happened that i noticed and uh, 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 uh in that in that commentary you notice how they also always say and it's a trigger word high-powered rifle. Well, what is a high-powered rifle? A pellet gun compared to a BB gun, I guess, would be considered high-powered. So, so you yeah. know, I guess if you have a 5.56 compared to a .308 or not 6 AR-10, well, the AR-10 would be considered high-powered. So, you know, what what is considered high-powered? It's a trigger word to the left. If the guy would have used a, a full automatic pellet gun, they still would have said high-powered. Just just food for thought, Pastor. Be blessed, and I'll hang up and listen.
3: All right. Well, thank you very much for the call. We appreciate that coming in. Let's see if we can get this call back online yet here. Ericode 916, you are on the air again. Are you there?
5: Hello, Pastor Vincent. Can you hear me hey, this time?
3: I can hear you this time. I'm glad I checked. Third time is a blessing. Praise the Lord.
5: How are you, sir? <laughs> thank you. I'm very well, very well. Uh, I apologize for the um, failed traffic earlier. There was something going on with my earbuds. They were not making the connection.
3: Oh, that's okay. Thank you.
5: Oh, you're welcome. So, sir, uh, I have something on my heart that I've been meaning to share for the last few days, and it just seems like now is a good time. Uh, you know, I'm, we all understand, we who read the Bible, we who go to Bible study, we do understand that the basic nature of Satan is that of deception. That's his job relative to mankind, is to deceive. I have discovered, and I do want to share this, that a really, really big mechanism of deception that has been brought about by the devil In human nature, especially in American society, many, 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 many people have two concepts very grievously confused, the concept of human rights and the concept of entitlement, entitlement, the sense of entitlement. The founders, the writers of the United States Constitution, they did talk about basic human rights, the right to life, the right to liberty, and the right to the pursuit of happiness. Unfortunately, Satan seems to have grabbed a hold of that last right, the pursuit of happiness, and twisted it into a confusion with the concept of a sense of entitlement. What I mean is this, sir. um, If you look at the narrative of the left in the United States of America, they are screaming that their rights are being infringed upon. Their rights are being taken away from them. They have a right to homosexual behavior. They have a right to homosexual marriage. They have a right to have an abortion. They have a right to have control over their own bodies. Well, that's the source of confusion right there. They have a sense of entitlement. They believe that abortion is somehow a human right. They believe that somehow homosexual behavior and homosexual marriage is a human right. This is not so. There's nothing in the Bible that talks about murder, which is abortion, and abortion is murder. There's nothing in the Bible that talks about homosexuality as a human right, Murder is an abomination to the Lord. Homosexual behavior is an abomination to the Lord. It's only the deception, the deceptive layer of psychology that has been created by Satan himself that has been layered upon American society and human societies around the world, of course. Discussion this morning is more focused on America. If you have a face-to-face discussion with a homosexual person, you're going to hear them say, I have a right to choose who I marry. I have a right to choose who I have sex with. If you have a discussion with an abortion provider or a woman seeking an abortion, face-to-face discussion, you're going to hear them say, I have reproductive rights. I have a right to reproductive health care. Well, if you drill down on that phrase, reproductive rights, reproductive health care, since when is homicide, which is abortion, which is homicide, since when did homicide get renamed reproductive rights or health care rights? Abortion has nothing to do with health care. It has everything to do with homicide, murder. And this is a huge layer of deception brought about by Satan. And many, 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 many people have fallen prey to this deception. The United States media, you know, the news media, the Internet media, printed media, television and radio, they're all calling abortion reproductive health care reproductive rights. It's horrible. The deception is just absolutely insane. And I, I do believe that this goes hand in hand with the, with the discussions that you have brought forth this morning. The level of deception is just everywhere. You know, that old expression, you can't see the forest for the trees. Well, by golly, my prayer for the United States public is that people wake up and step away from the deception. And this means that they would have to really take a good hard look at themselves. Sir, that's my story and I'm sticking to it.
3: Yeah. Thank you. What what a great exhortation, education. um, And and it again, just plays into the narrative of, um, you know, the left of what they want to promote. And it's just uh, a narrative that is satanic and totally contrary to anything god or good and it's damning people's souls forever and that's the really sad part about the whole thing all right thank you for your call i appreciate it god bless you thanks for calling in hopefully we'll hear from you once again shalom all right let's take our next call coming in from area code 219 good morning god bless you welcome to the broadcast you're on the air is this my dear friend and brother don
4: matt morning pastor events.
3: good morning sir
4: you know, this country used to be filled with preachers just like you when it was great. I know that because I'm 71 years old. I remember all you guys. And now you're like a voice crying in the wilderness. And with that, I want to make a comment. What uh, There's a, up in Seattle right now, there's a street preacher, and he's going to the homosexual community and to the parades or whatever, and he's preaching the word of God. And they're beating him in the street. They're kicking his Bible all over the street and laughing hysterically. And I remember this one demon, this one uh, homosexual screaming, yeah, we don't want anything to do with your fairy in the sky. And it, when I saw that, I remember thinking, you know, there's a record being made of that in heaven right now for that man. And uh, I couldn't help but feel the same thing for that caller that called in and mocked you. There's a record being made of that telephone call against him with God. And what really amazes me is the Bible speaks very specifically about hell. There's been enough people that have, have left this life had that experience and came back to tell the truth as a testimony about what they saw. And what most amazes me is how men could risk their soul to end up in a burning hell for an eternity, and it means nothing to them right now. And once they're there, they're placed there because they mock the the gospel, they mock the men of God, and thusly they mock God himself, once they're there, they're going to be there for an eternity, suffering, total suffering for an eternity with Satan, with his demons who hate him, who will be used to torture him. I never could understand why they would take a risk like that. And there's enough evidence and proof and enough personal testimony of people that have transitioned into that to know that it's real. I mean, if you I mean, if you don't have a personal experience with God, I can understand that because you just don't have it because you don't want it. But to risk hell and ending up there, I could never understand the the thinking behind that. And I just want to make that comment because there's a lot more people it seems that are going to hell than are going to heaven. God is real, and I challenge anyone to find out if God is real. Just I challenge you. Go find out. Accept the gospel. Talk to Jesus. Ask to be shown, and you'll be given that wisdom and that experience. Believe me, you will, because it's God's will that you not go to hell. And if that's what it takes, then he'll do it. I know how he dealt with me. He will give you all the proof and evidence in this life that he's real if you're willing to accept it. But if you want to mock God and turn your back on God and the men of God, then all you're doing is hastening and hardening your heart for that inevitable conclusion of a burning hell. And I just want to, I just want to say that. Uh, I think it needs to be said. People risk hell because they hate God. And the homosexuals and the the perverts and the mockers and the people who are the enemy of God, then for that. And the only thing that's going to save them is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's it. Nothing else. It doesn't matter how smart you are, how fast you can run, how wise of this world. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you're going to face God with the record that you made for yourself, and you'll be, you'll be alone, and you're at his mercy. So, I just want to say that, Pastor, and I thank you very much for your sermon, for being the man of God that you are, to tell the truth in the face of an immense onslaught of evil that, that does everything it can to, 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 the, to, to stop you. So I want to thank you, and I admire your courage, and uh, well, that's all I want to say.
3: Well, thank you. Thank you very much, and I appreciate that. What we need to do, um, you know, I'm asking myself the question, okay, you know, you're going to shut this down in here in just a minute, and we're going to proceed with our day In our gift of life that God has given to us. We choose to live in the kingdom. We choose to live in the light of everything, and uh, the question is, okay, what did these prophets of God, like Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah, I mean, their words, I mean, we just read their words, right? And they would deliver these words before the kings, like this preacher up there. We need to pray for him in uh, Washington area. And then they had to go about their day. I mean, and then they were thrown into prison. Some of them, they were beat up, they were mocked and scoffed and all that stuff. Um, what we can do with this message if this is the true word of God, and I believe it is, and I think there's confirmation to a lot of you out there, it wasn't a man's word, it was God's word, get the message out. Send this to as many people as you possibly can. Find a way to download it, get it out there, and just share it and bring it as far as it will go, and that's what God will do. I want to uh, thank you again, Don, for the call coming in today. Let me um, go and read just a few things that came from Pastor Jeff said, uh, Pastor Vincent, you're spot on, spot on with your assessment of the narrative of the satanic left it's gun control and ultimately gun confiscation followed by an emphasis to demonize and persecute the far right christians and conservatives then to target homeschooling so as to get people to send their children to public school to be introduced and indoctrinated to their transgender filth thanks for informing and educating us all should share this all right thank you pastor jeff and pastor jeff went on to say Six things that God hates, and seven is an abomination. The key verse uh, that's prevalent today is the one that says, hands that shed innocent blood. The shedding of this innocent blood spearheaded by the satanic left is to cause chaos and to create fear, which they believe will cause everyone to come into agreement with their evil agenda of control and submission. However, the devil is a liar. We shall not agree or bow down. Yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. All right. Pastor Jeff, well said. Joyce Young said, what about God's word to Habakkuk? Behold you among the heathen in regard and wonder marvelously, for I will work a work in your days, which you will not believe, though it be told you. Habakkuk, I think, is true for our time now. Amen. Kevin Hager, good morning. Pastor Vincent, good morning to you, sir. Um, All right. And then. That's uh, what I'm seeing on the chat room there. I want to thank everybody. Oh, got some other calls coming in. Let's take this call coming in from area code 865. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. here on the air.
2: Good morning, Pastor Vincent. This is Pastor Honeycutt.
3: Hello, Pastor Kevin Honeycutt. How are you, sir?
2: Doing fine. Enjoying the program. I've blasted it as loud as I could on my speakers for my home to hear. I've noticed one thing that everybody seems to have in common here. The scriptures that uh Brother Jeff Jeff Bass gave in Proverbs and, and yourself and so many others. Um I I seen it it tying in with one thing, the heart. The heart. I remember reading back uh reading back there in and with, with the children of Israel, they allowed certain kings to come in and one kingdom more wicked than the other And they kept on going and going and going. And finally, the Lord had told one man of God that was crying out loud, was there others? I didn't see anything there. There could have been. Maybe they were smaller in name and stature or whichever, but uh, it, it did list the man of God, Elijah. God had told him, get up, get out of here. I'm taking you to somewhere else. And it was in the people's hearts. I've noticed something. Why is not these these ministers with huge platforms that could reach more than we reach why are they not saying anything it must be something in the heart ministers that was uh talking concerning the protest they're for the protest this that and the other it must be in the heart something that had this shooter and these others it's in the heart a lot of people don't want to believe it but when we start talking and seeing all this, it's tying in. It's in the heart. So is our heart right with God? Are we tight with the Lord? We better be tight. We better have our heart fixed with God, and we're going to see a whole lot more. You spoke a lot more than you may realize. You'll go back over this. I know you You search and search. You're very diligent, and you're amazing in that. I believe this will even captivate you again to go back and see what you said, because what you said is so powerful and prophetic and truthful and exposed. They are coming. They are coming. If anybody listened to the program, these things that you said, they are coming. And, uh, so we better guard our heart and make sure our heart is right with God. Thank you so much, pastor. Wonderful, wonderful program today.
3: Thank you, Pastor Kevin, for the encouragement. God bless you. Can't wait to see you guys again. Um, You know, the journey ahead for every single one of us is going to be a very intense journey, and you want to be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people right now. I want to encourage saints everywhere to wake up and be sober and throw off all the the goofy stuff and, you know, boil it all down. Like I said at the beginning, I threw out a seed today. That's what God told me to do. You— Take it, investigate it, break it open, and and work with it. Let the Spirit of God work with it, balance it, bring balance to it. Um, But there was a very, very um, honest word. It was honest from my heart, from the word to this nation. It's concerning, and I think everybody should be. However, we're going to cast our concerns upon the Lord, and we're going to continue to do the work that calls us to do, which is to equip the saints of God, and we've got our Bible study tonight. We'll have Bible study tomorrow after the radio broadcast. We'll Bible study Thursday in the Deliverance Roundtable discussion. We'll have Bible study on Saturday night. We'll have Bible study on Sunday at 2 o'clock. And we're just going to keep studying the Bible. Now, another interesting thing, today, it's 100 degrees. And tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day, I guess in some places up to 103 degrees just in the Midwest. Stay hydrated. Stay cool, stay safe. And uh, Jody Keene is just uh, chatting with us right now that CERN, C-E-R-N, being open today. I feel the atmosphere shifting. Hold fast to Yahshua. It's about to get rough. Ooh, that's a conversation we need to have. CERN is opening. What is it opening? Maybe we could have that discussion tomorrow. You know, somebody that knows much about CERN, let's call in. Let's call in. Brian and Kathy will be with us tomorrow on the air all the way from Tennessee. Lord willing, we'll be talking with them tomorrow. They already know they're invited. So um, maybe they know a little bit about CERN or maybe a lot about CERN. We need to talk about that because I heard a little bit about CERN yesterday. And now Jody's saying they're opening it today. What does that mean? We'll talk about it tomorrow. All right. Until then, God bless you. This is Pastor Vincent Xavier. To everybody that would like to support this ministry, I want to encourage you that you can give online over at omegaradio.org. You can see that on the screen right now, omegaradio.org. If you would like to support the ministry, you can do it online there. You could also go to a mailing address and mail your gift Uh, P.O. Box 100, Decatur, Arkansas, 72722. That's on the screen as well. P.O. Box 100, Decatur, Arkansas, 72722. And you can also give on nwmglobal.org. That's on the screen as well. If you would like to get behind the ministry, support it financially. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for honoring the ministry. NWMglobal.org under the donations tab. And one of the great ways you can give right on your phone is just by going to your text and typing in 41088 Omega, all lowercase and Omega 41088 Omega. That's all one word, all the numbers and letters connecting 41088 Omega, and then type in the word give. It'll bring you through the process. I want to thank everybody for doing it and uh, again, I want to thank Evelyn for her gift, and I want to thank Mike and Shirley for their gift. You guys are awesome. We appreciate you. Stay the course. We'll see you tomorrow. Lord willing, God bless, and shalom.
0: With Lucky Lands Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere.